Going to be interesting today. All right. Um, well, and that's, you know, I, Laura and I were here yesterday. What, so. what were you telling me about this one? Uh, that'll be cut number 25, I think, is the last one okay. on there, or cut number 26. That's going to be our comeback for one of our musical interludes. I actually had to sing yesterday because I wasn't prepared. <clears throat> so you're telling me I got to ditch mine? Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> you usually don't have anything already planned. Oh yeah, you fly by the seat of your no, pants. No, 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 no. You're wrong. Oh wow. You're wrong there. Okay. Well, I do want to let folks know. Um, Rusty and I are hearing a little bit of buzzing in our heads uh, with our headphones on, and other people on the radio. You're hearing it too on the radio uh, during the storm that blew in uh, last Thursday and Friday. Um, it knocked our antenna out of sync. It's out of line. And so um, the engineer came down, and we have a temporary fix right now, uh, that, which means he's put a lower antenna on our top of our building. And so that's what we're getting is that kind of like that feedback noise from that antenna. But Jim just told me this morning that they are coming the first of next week uh, to climb the tower and adjust our antennas and get us back actually probably in better sync than we have been in for a couple of years. So that wind is what was the problem. It just, it, you know, it blew so hard, it actually twisted the antennas up there. And so that's what we're hearing today. That's and that's pretty. what you're hearing. But we're glad you're hearing us. That's the most important thing. Yep. Yes. So guess what, Rusty? What? It's the last Friday of the year. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. In some ways, it seems like it's gone very fast. In other ways, it seems like it's dragged on forever. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is. It is Friday, December the 30th. It's actually my granddaughter Madison's birthday today. She turns 20. Well. So happy birthday to you, Madison, down yeah. in South Carolina. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we are having a guest on the show this morning. Annette Hanning is coming in from Breathe Easy, Marshall County. And we're going to talk a little bit about maybe your New Year's resolution is to stop smoking with well. her. So she's going to be in in the show in just a little while. Cool. Um, in the meantime... There is news we can talk about. Oh, let's talk about basketball, too, because we had boys' holiday tourney yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, And two games, two-plus two games, two yeah. positive games. So right. give us a little bit of a rundown. We won. <laughs> okay, a little bit bigger of a rundown. Oh, okay. Well, we played pretty well. Um, we, especially defensively, played two really good games. Uh, Beat Knox in the first game and uh, beat uh, Lewis Cass in the second one, and and both of them are having pretty good years. And Knox just beat North Judson, who's ranked in two uh, A or maybe one A. I can't remember what. I don't cover Judson, so I don't. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cass is just they got some players, so uh, uh, was a good day uh, for. For the guys. And and Plumas team was back to full force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they so got everybody that back. That helped. That helped a lot. Um, yeah. I, 
yeah, they had a couple of guys out that uh, had pretty good days. So uh, wonderful. Yep, they're all back and they're playing well. Um, we'll see how well they're playing. They start NLC next week. So oh boy. Yeah, I think Mishawaka is the first one on Friday. So uh, Mishawaka is like seven and two or something like that too. So they haven't they haven't had a break. Uh, this year they played the number one and number two teams in 3A. They played uh, Riley, who's Riley. Who's uh, Riley? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glenn hasn't. I think they've only lost one other game since they played us. Um, not sure about Triton, but I haven't. I haven't looked at them. But uh, yeah, the, uh, it's it's going to be a grind. Uh, we'll see how they how they do. I think. Mean, well, I'm just glad we maybe got over that hump of. You know, people being hurt and stuff, and yeah. hopefully Trey can stay upright. No, he's not. <laughs> so I screwed up last night. I was yeah. I had to run down to the uh, scorers bench while they were warming up, and um, Trey was coming back the other way. He just shot a layup or something, and he was running real close to right by me, and I felt like jumping in front of him and taking a charge. <laughs> I, you know, if it hadn't been in front of uh, you know several. <laughs> Hundred people, I I probably would have done it. Uh, yeah, he's got to keep his head off the floor. Last night it was his back um, that he got, so uh, he's better. But you know, he he's been questionable. And against Riley, he was questionable whether he's going to play or not. So uh, um, he's a go getter, and that's well, he, what you know. I mean, he's not going to let that ball get away from him, and so that. That's what happens. I mean, he yeah. charges for it and goes for it, and if it means going down to the floor, that's what he does. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a motor. Yeah, um, David. I almost called him Brian. I, I called uh, Davis Ray Brian all the time because that's his dad, and I covered his dad <laughs> back when he was playing. Uh, he had a great day. I mean, he really had a great day. He didn't score as many points as he uh, he does, but. Um, he had he had double figures there, and he also just he just had a, a great great day. I, he was the MVP of the tournament, um, and uh, he deserved that. And the other guy who had a great day was Michael Sheely, and he didn't score many points at all. Didn't get any rebounds, or he got rebounds, but not as many as he normally gets. But uh, uh, Declan Austin for Knox is one of the best players in the area. And he completely took him out of the game in the first one. And then the uh, guy, uh, the center of uh, Chambers is his name for uh, Lewis Cass. He was average. Well, both of them were averaging a pretty close to a double double on oh, the wow. year. Okay. They didn't. They were completely non-factors in both <laughs> of them. And it was it was Sheila who did. It. I mean, he had uh, for a big guy. He had a complete shutdown day. So. Uh, um, yeah, it was just a good day all around. I think everybody's excited about it, and um, we'll see what happens as they get into January because that's, uh, that's when you find out who you are. Very good. Well, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so, Rusty, did you know that more accidents happen on New Year's Eve and the early morning hours of New Year's Day than any other day of the year? Really? I find really? that shocking. <laughs> um, you know... <sighs> Oh, there yep. you go. It was shocking. Yes. So, you know, why take the chance to drive home when you've been out celebrating when you can celebrate at Swan Lake Resort right well, here in Plymouth 
and then take advantage of their New Year's Eve bash deal that they've going on. So what you get for your whole evening and morning is you get their buffet dinner, which includes brisket, roast chicken, and pulled pork, plus all the sides and dessert. Um, you get to enjoy um, the home, this homemade conspiracy who will be performing live during the evening. There is uh, the big screen will be up and you'll be able to watch from New York City, the ball drop. There's a champagne toast at midnight. They've got a cash bar. When you're done with all of that, you can go back into one of their rooms with two queen beds and spend the evening there safe and sound. And then that morning, get up and have a complimentary breakfast, all for $224. So it's much safer and much cheaper than getting a ticket for drinking and driving. Yeah. Um, if you want to call, get tickets, hopefully they still have a couple of rooms left. I don't know. You can call the Swan Lake Resort today at 574-935-5680 and push number one. But I also want to say congratulations to Holly Richwalski. She was the winner of our Swan Lake New yeah. Year's Eve bash giveaway uh, that we did. And she is all hooked up with Swan Lake and ready to celebrate the New Year's out there uh, with them. It's a gorgeous facility, and they will treat you wonderfully. So, hmm. yeah. If you don't, if you just want to go for dinner and the entertainment, and um, you know the champagne toast and all of that, it's fifty dollars per person. So you can still go out and have a great buffet dinner and music. Uh, you know, watch the ball drop, dance the night away, and then that champagne toast for $50. So call and make your reservations today at Swan Lake Resort. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, um, gosh, I don't know where to go next. <laughs> um, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll do this before we jump into the news. Um, yesterday I did have a representative from Bread of Life Foods Pantry stop in, and they picked up a... Let's see, they picked up a George Foreman, they picked up some soup, they picked up some hand towels, I believe. There were some plastic bags in there, and there was a toaster oven that was donated. And the Bread of Life Food Pantry up on North Michigan Road here in Plymouth, uh, they are right now accepting clean gently used or new towels and blankets for their patrons. They are also accepting toaster ovens, George Foreman's, electric skillets, and crock pots to help families who live in the hotel motels here uh, be able to cook something with then over a microwave. Yeah. So another way to cook some food for their family. So if you have a toaster oven, a George Foreman, an electric skillet, or a crock pot, and you're not using it anymore, and it's in good shape um, and looks nice, uh, you can donate it right here. Or if you want to go out and purchase a brand new one and bring it to somebody to start off the new year 
uh, with something new in their their small home life, um, you can brighten somebody's day. We are now a drop-off point for the Bread of Life Food Pantry. They're open typically on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for a couple of hours each one of those days. If it doesn't fit into your schedule to meet with their drop-off, you can drop off the items here at the radio station, and then we will be in contact with them and let them know that we have items here for them to pick up. So yeah. uh, continue to help Bread of Life Food Pantry right here uh, by making your donations at WTCA. Absolutely. Okay. So a couple of stories I want to talk about. This first one is a big one. Um, and, and I'm sorry, it ended up being a very long one that I wrote to um, yesterday. Uh, it has to do with the town of Culver, who has, their council has now reinstated funding for the Blue Zones in the 2023 budget. Uh, initially, they had approved, I believe unanimously, um, bat, no, I think Bill Clevenger voted against it. So it would have been a four to one vote. Um, had approved supporting Blue Zones with $75,000 of their ARPA funds. And what that would be is $25,000 in 23, 25000 in 24, and 25000 in 25. Um, but when they met a couple of weeks ago, at the end of the meeting, there's a, a portion that's called council issues. And they go around the table and see if the council members have anything that they wanted to bring up. Well, um, that evening, everybody was bringing up, you know, want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, blah, 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 because it was just before Christmas. And when it got to the board president, Bill Githens, he brought up Blue Zones. And he brought up the idea that he did not want to fund Blue Zones next year in the Culvertown budget. That he wanted to take that $25,000 they had pledged to the project and use it to, as he put it in that statement, give raises to some departments and some people. So it, it wasn't going to be an across-the-board raise right. it was going to be selective um he did give a little bit more details at the meeting tuesday evening when they met again um and it and it, it after some minor discussion it did pass by a three to two vote with bill clevenger bill githens and bill ham all voting in favor to uh withdraw the funding for right. 2023 uh, so Rich West asked to have it brought back up and put on the agenda for Tuesday night's meeting. And um, he basically started out by saying that he didn't believe that that was something that, you know, we should have just brought up at council issues, that it should have been something that should have been brought forward as a budget item or as a discussion item in the regular council meeting so that the citizens would know there was going to be this discussion and have the chance to come to the meeting and listen and maybe give their input. Um, and so he opened up the discussion again and wanted to talk about it. And it was a lengthy discussion. It was nearly an hour-long um, discussion. There were several citizens online and those who attended the meeting that spoke, uh, the 
council members spoke and kind of told what they were thinking and so um just felt like you know it had it needed a discussion not right. just a vote you go you you pass it and then at the end of the tail end of a meeting where most people are like okay the meeting's over you know people get out of here they don't listen anymore or they get up and leave then you change your vote and so um they started and first off was sue McInturf, um who happened to be online and she asked why the council changed their vote uh to fund the blue zones uh, and why they found that it was not necessary even though it's a kind of a project that will help the community to live a healthier life and councilman bill hand said that he had he had done an examination of blue zones he had analyzed blue zones and he just felt like there were issues with data accuracy on that um, he also wasn't sure that people would follow the recommendations from the government telling them what to eat and drink or whether or not to smoke. Um, he said, it, you know, it may have worked in other places, but I'm just not sure it would work here. And he said he would rather put that money toward a mid-year salary raise. And that's what he called it, a mid-year salary raise. He didn't specifically spell out that he, that money was just basically going to go to the police department. Right. Bill Clevenger, who uh, is also a council member, Can said... I, I got a quick question. Yeah. He said uh, he didn't think people would... would government regulations on what to eat and drink? Is that... Well, that? there's been this misconception... That's exactly what I was wondering. ...that, you know, it's going to be... It is... It is it's suggestions. It's recommendations. It is not a mandate. So, and, and somebody actually brought it up. I believe it is out in New York that you can't buy oh, anything yeah. bigger than a 16-ounce Coke. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's still a, 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 viable a, or not a thing in, in New York. But, yeah, I, I know at one point they did that because there right. was a lot of uproar. But that, that was a, an ordinance That was a mandate Yeah, that was there. a law. Yes, basically. Um, so, you know... That that's the misconception is blue zones is not going to force anybody to to do anything they don't want. But if you want to change your life, if you want to start making some healthier choices, it is going to make it easier for you. So going in somebody mentioned it that night and I don't know where they were going, but they were talking about employees from one of the factories, you know, running down to the corner and buying fried chicken and you would be amazed at how many hundreds of pieces of fried chicken they sell every day well obviously we all know fried food is not good for you it's okay to have once in a while right. i mean why not yeah. but it a, a, a continuous appetite of fried food is not good for you and so you know what blue zones would do would be to encourage and actually in this location wherever it is in culver they do also offer salads and so it's making sure that there are options available trying to encourage not mandate businesses encourage businesses to offer healthier options so 
I, I think a lot of this has gone into a gas station. I know on vacation, um, I like to stop at Love's Truck Stops because when you go in there, uh, you can find hard-boiled eggs, watermelon, grapes, uh, you know, meat and cheese cups, instead of always going to the snacks and that, you know, the chips and the candy bars and that kind of stuff. They offer you some better choices however let me let me give you some advice don't eat the uh uh, gas station sushi oh okay you you, uh you might you might regret it (laughs) about what 15 miles down the road i would say you'd be you'd be turning around and going back but (laughs) yeah yeah um but you know so that's what you know they want to make you know they want to encourage businesses and it's not just like gas station businesses it's like restaurants that here's the menu and oh look we're encouraging restaurants to make some healthy choices on there so on their menu there may be three or four items that actually say blue zone certified which means it's a healthy choice um going into when you go into the factory um and you go to the break room that it's not just full of junk that there are you know the opportunity to buy fruits and vegetables and healthy salads maybe in a vending machine versus you know a lot of high calorie carbohydrate type things is what it is so bill clevenger uh, said he had received a ton of calls about this um, basically because people did not like that this was a motion that was passed under council issues that they felt that it was something that it should have been had its own line item on the agenda and been addressed although he did say that it's nothing new that they have done that in the past um, but that's the only thing he said he didn't really say anything about blue zones and then Bill Githens he's the one who and he actually admitted he was the one who brought up the idea of dropping the blue zones funding for the 2023 budget um and he wanted to use that twenty-five thousand dollars for a mid-year salary increase um he also said and i quote i just or it just looks like a real government outreach to cram down people's throats well government has nothing to do with it does it um well i mean it's not a not really Uh, but but government is putting money towards it right so that's you know you have to it's a public private type situation sure so um it went on uh, russ mason who actually is a former uh culvertown council member i believe said that he had done some research and he found the biggest accomplishment for blue zones was that they there was a reduction in smoking and he didn't think that that was actually the wisest use of, you know, here it's going to be a $6 million project is what they're proposing. And he, he said he thought that, you know, there are enough intelligent people in this county that they could put together a program to encourage people to stop smoking and not have to spend $6 million to do it. Right. He also said that, you know, communities in Marshall County are taking uh, action by creating walking paths and biking trails and and making improvements to the park systems so that people have the opportunity to get outside and recreate and that is true we are doing those things um linda yoder who is co-chairman of the crossroads health and wellness committee attended the meeting in person she was there to be able to answer any questions 
that the people had. Um, and she did let them know that Marshall County slipped from 61st of the 92 counties to 64th just this last year in the health rankings. So we've already, we, I mean, this year we dropped down several more steps because of that. Right. Um, and, and she talked about the county's uh, decline in population. It was uh, 1,100 people. And, and she said trying to keep and attract new talent to this county requires a quality of life that people are looking for, such as healthy communities with opportunities to recreate and have good schools and access to good health care. Um, she also let them know that, you know, this was not a quick decision, that the committee has been, has spent more than two and a half years looking at the Blue Zone initiatives. They've gone to a community where it's been implemented to see how it works and uh, to make sure it was the right fit and they were looking for something that would give them proven results and measurable results so that they could see that it was working that right way she also said that uh, there is a guarantee that you know if we don't reach where we're supposed to be we don't pay the, yeah. the amount that we're supposed to pay um, so there is some guarantee to it um, she said the full blue zones transformation uh, would take three point three years and eight months, um, but because of the funding that has happened and they did not get the ready grant, um, th they have negotiated an 18-month quick launch contract that will uh, focus on policy work of getting started. So that is in the phase two piece of it. So if they can get that going with the money that has already been pledged, that that will help them then move forward to uh, the part where they need to start collecting uh, private donations. It'll give them, you know, proof that there is interest in the program. And here are some of the results that we're seeing. How you doing, Twain? Hey, good morning, Rusty. Hey, uh, by the way, we're down to two swans. Oh, well, really good. Really good. You got to... You know, there's only so much food out there in the winter time. I think the rest of them probably went out to a restaurant or something. I would imagine. Well, that might be. Yeah, I would think that's logical. Now, you being the sports guy, I got a question for you. All right. Is Notre Dame going to win today? No, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> of course they are. Uh, they, uh, I think, both their quarterbacks are going. I need help from your listening audience, too. All right. We have DirecTV, Dish. Mm-hmm. What channel is the game broadcast on? Does anybody know? Off the top of my head, no. Um, I'm not sure. Probably on either ESPN or what. ESPN, it, it I think, it, has yes, them Yes, it, de it definitely. I just Googled up something. For, I, I actually Googled up, will Notre Dame win today? Um, and um, it says streaming options, ESPN free. Yeah, it's regular. ESPN has all the bowl games, if I remember right. Other than Don't the, you uh, think Channel 16 will carry it? Or no. Not? No? No, they won't have the rights. Oh, it's an NBC too station. Much, too much. Okay. The only, the only uh, regular broadcast could have it as ABC because they're owned by ESPN. Right. Can somebody out there in Radio Land tell me what 
station number that is? Not on DirecTV. <laughs> I can tell you what it is on my Comcast, but I, I have no <laughs> idea on DirecTV. Well, somebody out there has got to know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because you don't want to have to go through all 257,000 channels to find it. All right. Well, I'll be listening if anybody got the answer. All right, man. All right. You guys have a good day. You Thanks, too. Dwayne. And go Irish. You betcha. <laughs> Definitely. All right. See ya. B- bye. Bye-bye. Okay. So back to Culver. Tom Uhas, uh said he, the, this whole Blue Zone thing is kind of new to him, but, you know, in listening to the conversations, uh, he basically said, you know, here's my observations. You go to a doctor. The first thing your doctor does is take your weight. Then he asks you about your health history. He asks you, do you smoke? What's your activity level? He goes, you know, this is all stuff that is already happening. The thing to me is, though, that not everybody goes to the doctor. Not everybody can afford to go to the doctor. So while that's true, when you do go to the doctor, they ask you that. Not everybody's getting that that happened. Um, and, and so he says the problem is we need to be able to convince people to do the right thing. Um, he also said that he and his wife, you know, check out the obituaries. And he said so many people in the Culver area, you know, they look at the obituaries and they're in their 90s. And he says he thinks Culver has a really high longevity for life down there. Um, he also commit, commented that, you know, we, we are doing trails and bike paths and our town was designated with a walkability uh, designation so um, he he did recommend that the city maybe look at challenging people uh, to a 10,000 step a day goal and and he was he wasn't sure if he was for or against blue zones um, at this point but that's what he his observations had been uh, Marty Oosterbahn, who is vice president of the Crossroads executive team, spoke during the meeting last night and once again uh, let the Culvertown Council know that, you know, they had studied this Blue Zone initiative for over two years. And he said uh, there need, is a need for more citizens in Marshall County to fill jobs, but attracting new residents takes effort. He says people are looking for that good quality of life place when they want to relocate. And having blue zones in this county would show that we are working towards becoming a healthier place. And so he found that it might have an economic impact uh, to help us. Um, he, he also brought up that the thing again, that the program is going to encourage business, but not mandate any individual business or anything to participate it is all optional mm-hmm. up to you yeah and then grant Monroe, uh he his comment was kind of interesting to me um he questioned the council's decision at the last meeting to make a change and not fund the blue zones in the 2023 budget without any community input and he also asked how can anyone trust the council when they can so easily change their mind and rescind uh, a prior decision that they made. So eventually, Councilman Rich West motioned to reinstate the funding for Blue Zones 
initiative over the next three years. And he said, I'm willing to negotiate the amount. So with some additional discussion, it was recommended that, that they support the program with $15,000 next year instead of the 25000 that initially they had passed and then they pulled and now it's going back at 15000 And that motion passed with a three to two vote. So Bill Githens and Bill Hamm you know, voted against it, but Rich Riss, Sally Ricciardi, and Bill Clevenger all voted for it. So it is still back on the plate. The other thing I think that is uh, something that people got to realize is that, you know, all the other communities that have already, you know, said we will pledge our money. No community has given any money to the Blue Zone Project yet. They have made the pledge, but no money has transferred hands yet. So now... We're going to have to make sure that all of these communities, when, and when everybody heard, we didn't get the ready funding for this project, which I believe they requested a million dollars, did each community think, oh, now we got this money, we're going to have to figure out how to spend. Because they had already pledged, like the city of Plymouth had pledged, you know, 600000 600000 you know, the county, the county has pledged $525,000, I believe, for it. So now the decision is, you know, Linda's going to have to get back out there and say, hey, look, okay, this is what our plan is now. So we're going to hear more about this as time rolls on. No doubt about that. Yeah, it's not a dead issue was, yet. Uh, I don't know, once, um, It wasn't on the agenda, right? The, the Initially, yeah, it wasn't on the agenda a couple of weeks ago. Was it brought up with any, within the council? Of, of it was anybody? brought up during the meeting. Well, but I'm talking about before because usually oh, yeah. when something like that happens, they'll say, hey, I want to talk about this or, or well, whatever. Well, they had a presentation um, on the Blue Zones program way back um, early on this year when... Um, people got their ARPA funds, and, and that was, you know, initially the goal uh, that the Blue Zones Committee or, or Crossroads Committee was, I can't remember if it was 25% or, or I think it was 25% of your ARPA funds right. that they wanted everybody to pledge towards Blue Zones. Um, but did... Uh what I'm and Culver saying, was the first community to step right. up to the block yeah. and pledge money. What I'm what I'm asking though is did did Giffen's brought it up, right? Did Two he tell did he tell anybody he was gonna do that? No. Or did he just say he was gonna No. Now um, he may have talked to the other two bills on the committee. Right, but he didn't talk to, him, to the other but ones. He did I don't believe he talked to the other ones. Okay. And it's really interesting in the meeting on Tuesday night, he actually said, and I know I had it in my story too, uh, he actually said that the other radio station had put it in that they had pulled their funding for blue zones, basically making it sound like they'd pulled the funding for all three years. And that's exactly what I thought they did. And I want you to know that Sally Ricciardi also thought that was exactly what they had done. That it wasn't just for that one year, but it was for the whole, they totally pulled blue zones out for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. 
So sounds, sounds like a ton uh, of miscommunication. Yeah, exactly. And and you know what happened in that meeting led to the resignation of the town manager, Jenny yeah, Monroe. Yeah, did. Um, because of that, because she was blindsided by what happened. She yeah. had no indication that that was going to come up at the town meeting. So, that's, hmm. yeah, sad. That's different. Because uh, um, I was under the understanding that uh, councils, if, if they're going to bring up something like that, commissioners or somebody, that they pitch out an email saying, I want to talk about this and yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up. Um, Heads I, up, yes. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's. I, I don't know. If nothing else, kind of a courtesy, I would think for. Well, I'm excited uh, that at least <clears throat> they've gone back and looked at it again. Um, but what talk about wishy washy now? I mean, we supported it, then we didn't support it, and now we're supporting it again, and it that is kind of a mess. Yeah. So I would agree with you. Also, I want to say congratulations to the, all the officials who took their oath of office yesterday. Um, I was not privy that that was going to be happening yesterday morning. And depending on what time it happened in the morning, I may or may not have been able to be there. Um, because nobody told me and I was on the radio. So, But I want to say congratulations to the oath of office on Thursday. Stan Klotz, Robert Huff, Todd Huff, Marie Fishburne, Nicole Cox, Adam Falstich, Amy Knapp, Tim Kaczynski, Janet Howard, Jenny Bennett, Kevin Falk, Deborah Johnson, Will Patterson, Dave Stoltz, Stephen Wilhelm, uh, Matt Hassel, Stacy Patrick, Danny Pat, uh, Danny Bates, Stephen Barber, Peter Paul, Jim Baldwin, and Emily Haskins all took their oath of office yesterday in Marshall Superior Court number three with the Honorable Judge Matthew Sarber. So congratulations to all of them um, for stepping up. There are a few who have already done it, had, have already made arrangements and done it. There, I know Angie Birchmeyer is doing hers this afternoon at the close of business because today she's still the county treasurer. Right. Tomorrow she, she becomes be. the county auditor. Yeah. So she couldn't take the oath yesterday because she... She has another position, so right. it's kind of a complicated thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So anyway, that's a couple of things that are happening in the news. We're going to take our first break of the morning. I actually, I'm going to give you a second prize. We're going to do pizza first thing, but then we're going to do, I got a $20 scratch-off lottery ticket. We're going oh, to do our second prize today, too. Well, good. So we'll have two prizes today on the show. We got pizza bills here for the first one. You bet. It's Friday, uh, and yep. of course, that means pizza bills in downtown plymouth 15 bucks um that'd be good for a new year's eve party I sure uh caller number six and if you've won anything from us in the last 30 days please give somebody else a shot but caller number six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six nine three six four zero nine six are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local, family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. 
Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. You know Indiana 811, the people you call before you dig? Well, now you can click before you dig at 811now.com. 811 Now is an easier, faster online system to make sure your home or contractor project goes off without a hitch. It's the same effective process as calling 811. Plus, you can review all of your answers before submitting, making sure the correct information is sent. So the next digging project you have, be safe and save time. Go to 811now.com to fill out the online form. The Co-Alliance commitment to deliver on the best propane service available is unwavering. Their established local quality service is unmatched. Co-Alliance is owned by local farmers, and they deliver on the principles of hard work, dependability, and trust. It's not by chance that they've been around for nearly 100 years. It's because of their commitment to the customer. Earn 500 free gallons now when you join the others that have made the change to Co-Alliance propane. Call 317-324-4450. Or visit coalliance.com to learn more. Maybe it's much too early in the game Ah, but I thought I'd ask you just the same What are you doing, New Year's? New Year's Eve I wonder whose arms will hold you good and tight When it's exactly 12 o'clock at night Welcoming in the New Year New Year's Eve Maybe I'm crazy to suppose You're tuned to 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And what's your opinion? Phone lines are open at 574-936-4096. So call now and join the fun. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Lori C. Winner. Pizza Bills. Pizza Bills dinner. Yep. Yep. Could be. Could be Pizza Bills candy. Or a sandwich. Or about anything. Or a salad. I had salad yesterday. Could be... Maybe alligator? Something like that? And that's having fun. <laughs> she brought in like 10,000 things. <laughs> yeah, see? Everybody, it's New Year's Eve! Everybody oh, has oh. a hat. And... Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we have a representative in from Breathe Easy Marshall County. 
Annette, yeah. thanks for coming in this morning yeah. and being with us. Thank you for having me, and I'm excited to be here. Of course, can we start with, um, look, I'm going to take over, Kathy. Okay. All right. Go for it. Rusty, watch out. I'll sit back All right. and relax. Um, talking about Blue Zones and down Yeah. I heard you mention that we need somebody to help with the smoking problems and issues in Marshall County. They, they feel like... This Blue Zone Things is a $6 million overall project over uh, almost four years. And they, they feel like that's, you know, a little too much money to spend when, you know, for stop smoking. So it, it's like, well, that's not the only thing Blue Zone does. Exactly. But what do you do in your job? Oh, my golly. I'm glad you <laughs> asked. I do. I am the tobacco education coordinator for Marshall County. You are? Yes. You mean you're the, the one that like is out there telling people the, the things about smoking that they yeah. should know and yeah. the, the warnings and do you do classes? I too? do classes. I go into schools and teach about vaping and smoking. I get out into organizations and talk to them at the Lions Club and Kiwanis. And I also go into businesses and talk about smoking wow. and okay. health care. So I go in to talk to the doctors, too. Oh, wow. All righty. So that's your job. That's my job. There. That's and obviously, job. we, you and I have talked um, because, you know, right now, everybody's kind of, a lot of people are new year, new me, got to start, you know, go on a diet, get organized, quit smoking, blah, blah, blah. Um, and a lot of people, I think, do try uh, on New Year's to, you know, say, okay, this year I'm going to try mm -hmm. and quit smoking. So we thought it would be fun to have you in to find out a little bit about smoking in Marshall County. And how bad is it? I mean, I can remember, oh gosh, I can remember back when you would go to, into a restaurant and anybody could smoke anywhere in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then when the change came and the, it was a battle, um, you know, to get restaurants to make that change. Um, and sometimes it was, okay, you're going to have to have sections and it's got to be separated. Da, 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 da. And some of them went to that extreme. And, and now it's like you go on, there's not a, a, a public restaurant anywhere where there's smoking permitted. Correct. If there's a child in that restaurant, they can go into the restaurant. They are not allowed to smoke. Now, there are a few facilities still around in restaurants and bars that do not allow kids in 18 or 21 and younger. Okay. So those places, they can still smoke. Well, there's a few of those. Not I, many, but a handful. I, I, was, I, I think the Moose uh, here in town, Lodge. No? Rusty I, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't sure. I was just... Uh, I, I know at one point, it would... The, you could smoke in the bar area, yeah. but you couldn't smoke in the in the dining room area because I've, kids can't go into the bar, so they had that. But I, I don't know for sure, but I know like at the Elks, when we go out to the Elks, it, their bar and dining room is all in one, and, and they, they quit the smoking mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, but like private clubs. Private are, clubs. Yes. Yes. I have a little bit different uh, thing, but, but it was a battle, and... 
you know, a lot of people never really thought about the waiters and the waitresses who worked in there. And whether the, they smoked or not, they had to work in it. Oh, the secondhand smoke that goes right. along with that. And let alone when when kids would go in there and be around all that smoke. Remember the days when they used to smoke on the airplanes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 And on TV shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go back and watch some old TV shows, it's like, oh, look, they're smoking. And it's the first thing I notice, but that's my <laughs> thing. But that's the first thing I notice. It's like, wow. Yeah. Whoa. So in Marshall County, how are we doing? You know, how many people do smoke in this county? Well, our statistic went up. Oh. It went the wrong direction. <laughs> it went the wrong direction. And I think you, Linda Yoder mentioned that too when yep. you were talking about that, that yep. our health has dropped it once again in Indiana. And our rates are, adults are smoking are 23% was 21. Wow. Okay. And Indiana is, an average for Indiana is 19.4. So, so we're above the we're, state average. We're above More the people state. are smoking here than around the state. Exactly. Exactly. So we are trying our hardest to get that word out that, hey, come on, folks, we're going the wrong way. And I think that was a part of making those choices, making those healthy choices, doing those kinds of things for everybody involved. So for tons of people, I mean, they have smoked for years. Mm -hmm. And is there a benefit? So let's just say, we'll just throw some numbers out. Let's say you're 70 years old. Yep. And you've been smoking for 50 years. Yep. And <laughs> you decide, okay, well, maybe I should quit. But is it really going to make a difference? So will it make a difference in somebody like that? Yes. Yes? Yes, it will. It, okay. You don't, if you stop smoking for 24 hours, your blood pressure is even going to start going down right away. Your breathing is going to be affected. After 48 hours, everything is a progressive. Then you'll get back to your normal self. It'll be a long time, but we do not... How much damage has a 76-year-old done already to his body? Uh, well, I can, re <laughs> I do remember in high school, or in, in elementary school, Brian Renz's mom uh, was a nurse. And I, I swear that she came in and brought a pair of lungs or a lung mm -hmm. from a smoker and a non-smoker and showed us, you know, the black lung and the, the other lung. So if I've smoked for 50 years and I decide to quit... Will my lungs begin to It'll take heal a long themselves? Time, but you'll see the effects of that in the long run. So, if they could live to be a hundred, it may not be back to a hundred percent. No, but it, but your lungs do as soon as you stop smoking the, start, start to your repair themselves. Body starts to repair itself. You don't get that nicotine in there. You don't get all those extra chemicals from the filters and all the other stuff that you do. So, yes, your body is going to say, Oh, my golly. I'm starting to breathe again. Or, yeah, I can taste this again. fresh air. Fresh air. I can smell. I can taste. So, yeah, it's like a whole new awakening. <laughs> um, yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. My husband quit smoking, and 
uh, we will be in a store somewhere mm -hmm. or we'll walk by a car in a parking lot and you go, did you smell that car? Yeah. Or somebody standing in line by us goes, can you smell them? They smoke. They smoke. And they oh stink. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he bad. was a smoker for years, but now he can smell that and, you know. My granddaughter, who is nine, she is just cute as a bug, of course. But when we walk into places or walk out in a parking lot and she sees someone smoking in a car, yeah. Grandma, Grandma, go talk to them. Go talk to them. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> you know, that is one thing I will tell you. Somebody down at that Culver meeting that I was listening to actually said that if you go sit out, they said this, if you go sit on Lakeshore Drive, every third car going by somebody is in that car smoking a cigarette and that you know that's one thing that I, you don't notice it as much i don't think um but you know we would be driving along coming home from south carolina or whatever and you know there here's this woman driving along got a cigarette in her hand and it's like i'm trying to look in the car to see who's in the car if there's with kids her. yes yes because you know, I, I can remember, you know, when Jim smoked, you know, he cracked the window or whatever and hold his cigarette over there by the window. So he thought all the smoke was going out, but it really doesn't. And so, you know, you're doing that. And how about people who, um, fortunately right now, I don't think my, my grandkids have this, but have brand, I have two brand new great grandbabies. And so they, well, you know, the parent or the dad will smoke, be a smoker. But, well, I'm, I smoke outside. So dad goes out on the porch and smokes and then comes in and sits by the baby or holds the baby or whatever. Well, you know what? Unless you come back in and change your clothes, you're not helping one bit. No, you but, have that on your clothes and they can smell yeah. that and they're getting that chemicals inside their body. Yeah. You know, the one thing you mentioned too is... I mean, I thought filters were good for you. That 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 kept you from getting some of that I don't know bad stuff out of the cigarette. But you you mentioned that the filters actually have chemicals in them. That yeah, and it takes how many years to disintegrate in the ground? I mean, we're littering and putting all those other chemicals in the environment in the ground. So it's 10 to 20 years before those things will <laughs> go away. So you've smoked all that nicotine and chemicals through the filter. What are you going to do with the filter? Throw it on the ground? Thank you very much. And then it takes forever to disintegrate. Yep. And when it does, eventually those chemicals just go back onto the ground. Onto the ground. Or if you're at the park and here's some fun little cigarette butts. you got little toddlers down sure. there. Let's pick that up and see what that is. Toddlers like to put stuff in their mouth. Well, and we know we know there are cigarette butts in the park because you actually did an event this year. Yes, I did. Um, yes, at I River did. Park Square. Mm -hmm. um, and around town, you had a committee that came through. I think you guys spent like two hours. Two hours. That's it. Downtown, and you filled up this jug yeah. with cigarette butts mm -hmm. just to show people just the nastiness of it. Of, it. of it, just to show that we have a problem. We have a problem. So, yeah. So on, on your on the other side of you, you try and help people with their mm -hmm. problem. I do, I do. There's one is the first is um, we have the Breathe Easy Marshall County Co Alliance that we have put together to help 
get the word out. And I have a Facebook page, as I, I see you have yep, that up right I'm now. Yep, I'm on it. And then we all, and through that, we work on different goals. We work on the schools, getting into the schools, getting the education. We work in the factories to get them to understand what the quit line is. And they can call into the quit line for free. And you can get free over-the-counter supplements to help, like nicotine patches, nicotine gum, lozenges. We work with the doctors. I'm constantly working with the doctors and the providers to say, ask the patient if they smoke. Help them quit. They listen to you more than anybody else. True. And then, and, and then can the doctor, you know, obviously he can't mandate, but can he recommend, hey, there is a course coming up that you should consider taking or call this 800 number and get hooked up. You don't have to wait for a course. Get no, hooked up that's now. That's true. In fact, through our new computer system, they can just put a referral in and it comes to me. And then I call that patient saying, hey, I don't have a class right now, but I've got the 1-800-QUIT line. I can sign you up right now and they will contact you within 24 hours. Okay, so let's talk about this 1-800-QUIT line. Mm -hmm. What what happens if I, if if somebody is a smoker and you know, they they're willing to kind of take this step forward, uh, what is the process? The process is they can call in to the 1-800 or I can send it in. They will call you within 24 hours to get you hooked up. They will help you talk about how long you've been smoking, how often do you smoke, how many packs a day, um, have you ever quit before, how many times have you quit before. They will send you information through the mail and give all this information of reading materials. They will say, we can help get a supplement over the counter. What would you like? Would you like lozenges? Would you like gum? Would you like patches? They will do that. They will follow through and they will help you set a quit date. They'll say, okay, I'm going to give you two weeks or three or whatever you feel comfortable with and this is your quit date. And they will call you and follow up with you and give you counseling. So they, they send you the patches, we'll say. Mm -hmm. um, now, do the patches like wean you down mm -hmm. uh, so that you start with you know, I'm getting a good dose of nicotine and then I'm stepping down every right. few days or every week I'm stepping down so that by the time I quit, get to my quit date, I have I a, should be a better chance of a, being successful. Yes. It does the average thing though is seven times before you actually quit. I was just, I just wrote that down. I wanted seven to know. Seven times. You have to quit seven, typically it, it, seven Normally, times. it's about seven times before you actually... And that's almost with anything, just like potato chips for me. <laughs> I, I, I can't quit. Yeah, I, that's... Yeah. Bet you can't eat just one. Nope, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat one, and I can't quit. So, yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is an addiction. Like it's an addiction. Everything, and and it's, some people are more inclined to you know be hooked on addictions than I think other people mm -hmm. are um, so it kind of depends on who you are you've got to look at yourself and um, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with your family or your hereditary or, or whatever but, but yes yeah, some people are more apt to be easily addicted, addicted. than others mm -hmm. 
when I talk to the kids, and I do go into the jail also and talk to the inmates oh, that's there, good. And, and that's fun. I have a great time in there. But we talk when I go into the, see the inmates. It's like I talk to them. You're here. You've quit. Let's not get started again. That, and that's the biggest thing, because honest. Now there used to be the opportunity to smoke in the jail. Um, you know that that used to have, have there was an option there for that, but now it's not. And so you're in there, whether you're in there for three weeks, three months, a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, your your body has changed, your lungs have changed. Yes. And the idea is, okay, you're coming out of here. Like, don't blow it. Don't blow it. Don't go back to that no. same old routine. Same old routine. Because they're so addicted, and nicotine is the number one addiction. So they get started on that, and I tell them, you guys are going to start. If you go down to the low bobs and pick up a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Oops, that was advertising, wasn't it? That's okay. Okay. <laughs> go down. Ad, 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 advertise them all you want because they got the greatest shakes in town. I, they do. They I, the know, I, know, in town. I know. I know. I know. Um, but, you know, they start that, and then they start their other addictions along with it. Oh, I can smoke. Oh, let me do some marijuana now. Oh, I can do a little bit of heroin. I'll be okay. Right. So it gets them back on that addiction trail. So if they can break it then. So while they're in there, I mean, obviously they really don't need the help. I mean, they've stopped already. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's no option for them, but it's, it's like explaining to them now this is what's happening with your body right. and how you should take advantage of it now yep. and let's look at your what triggered you in the past what were some of your moods that you wanted to smoke what were some of the triggers did you go the same way to work every day did you stop at that same gas station go in and buy that pack of Marlboro's stop it take a different route to work go somewhere else do something else exercise and that's healthy living exercise take a walk read a book for heaven's sakes you yeah, know do something do something so yeah okay so there is an 800 number out there yes that people can use anytime anytime at, at any point that they will get some <coughs> free help mm -hmm. um, and then they get some i mean it's not just like okay here's your patches now we're no. done with you. No, we keep talking There's to follow you. follow-up, so yes. it's not like you're totally on you're your own. You're hanging out there. But you also offer courses. I also offer Courage to Quit. Okay. And that is a six-week course where we work through a workbook. And I, I'm i sort of like a drill sergeant. So. Okay, the first thing that people are going <laughs> to want to know, have you ever smoked? I, you know what? I smoked... <laughs> Uh-oh, she's pointing at Rusty and laughing. With yeah. Rusty? You smoked yeah. with Rusty? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, no, I don't think it was with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, but... But uh, it was in between my freshman and sophomore year in college. And it was the Virginia Slims days. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 But it, it didn't... It, it wasn't my thing. I did it because everybody else was doing it, but I really didn't it, enjoy it, it didn't at all. I didn't enjoy it at all, so I never did it again. But you did smoke for a while. For the summer. Okay. Thinking I was pretty cool. Okay. 
And because that's that. the first thing that people are going to say. Well, you've never, you know, you've never smoked. You've never been here. Oh, baby, you don't know my history. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, but that's peer pressure is a big, big issue, especially with the kids. You know, the kids mm-hmm. are picking up all these vapes because so and so is doing it, or here have a hit off this grape flavored vape, or and it's it's getting it's getting really really bad. Well. Initially, I thought when vapes came out, it it was like this is better for you than a cigarette. So it, it's kind of like a step down. We're trying to step you away from real cigarettes onto something that's easier. Now, I I will tell you, <clears throat> there was this little pink thing, kind of like a square uh, box thing laying on my daughter's desk at home the other day and I picked it up and said what's this and my son-in-law says it's a vape it's mine I said pink and he goes it's mine he goes honestly he goes it, it is mine um, and then he they we started to have a little conversation and apparently there are different levels so he's been vaping a seven and he's dropped down to a five to something about I, I I don't know what it is but he he's trying to step away because he used to smoke and then he quit but um, he so he's used this vape thing and I'm like well you know these things aren't good for you he goes I know but I'm I'm working on it so but they I mean this was like it was I don't say tie-dyed it was uh, ombre it was like Pink and the, and then it and then it went to like kind of a green or a teal color, you know. So they're 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 cute looking. They're they're catchy. They're flashy. They're you know the fun flavors. The yeah. Who are they attracting to? Kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I can see Rusty going through and buying a pink vape that oh, yeah. is pink grapefruit flavored. Well, I, I, you know, pink is, uh, I'm supporting uh, breast cancer awareness. <laughs> That's only in October. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but when you vape, what, I mean, I think some adults probably have that thought that, well, really, you're just, it's just something. I mean, the, the smoke that comes out of there doesn't smell bad. It doesn't, you know, the whole thing doesn't have anything bad to you, you they think they think yes they think and it's not i mean when it first came out we didn't have enough studies on vapes and what they were going to do and how they were going to affect you they're worse they're worse for you than than smoking a cigarette they have so many chemicals they make them in labs they can throw all this kind of garbage in there formaldehyde for heaven's sakes and they come in all these flavors yes 15,000 15,000 flavors it's more than Baskin Robbins. <laughs> You're right there. Yes. Yes. So, and the kids, they, I feel bad for, I wouldn't want not be a teacher today. Not with all the stuff with the kids can hide those vapes in their sleeve. They, you know, they have all this wear that they can have and with their hoodies and they can the hose on the end of their hoodie and suck on that and get in the vape and poor bus drivers. How can they monitor that? It's really difficult to monitor. Now, I know 
Um, I, did Plymouth put in vape detectors some in schools, the bathrooms? Some I know Triton did. Have, Triton did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't have that. It does not have that smoky smell. Mm -mm. But it does put out something that a detector can determine. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, as a way to try and encourage ch kids not to pick up that habit. Kids are so stinking smart, though, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> they go from, like, okay, I know the vape detector's in that bathroom. Let me go down to, oh, down no, the no, hall no. or whatever. Yeah, let me they... go to the handicapped bathroom type thing. Yeah, system. or let, better yet, let me, I don't feel very well, so I think I'll go to the nurse's station. And I'll lay in there and nobody will know. I'm giving them ideas. Yeah. Uh, do y'all you, do you remember Cancer Corner at Plymouth High School? I lived there. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, honestly. Yeah, I literally did afterwards. live there. Yeah. I literally did live there. Not I, when you were in high school. No, no. But, across the street. Yeah. But, well, actually, no. That was exactly where it was because they couldn't own school property. So they had to go across had the street. Had to go across the street. Yeah. So. Um, you know, yeah. the, everybody would stand out there in the morning on Cancer Corner. Mm -hmm. I now, mean, we're talking back in the 70s. We called it Cancer Corner. We know tobacco causes cancer. Exactly. Uh, LaVille actually had a smoking section in their school at one time, if I remember right. Really? Uh, not sure if it was when I was in school or later than that, but, yeah, they actually had a... Uh, you could go to this one, uh, the one uh, entranceway... Um, and, and smoke yeah, there. Yeah, and, uh, it was a, like a smoking section. Well, now you can't even, I mean, you can't even step out. We'll say here at the radio station. You can't even step out on the front porch there and smoke a cigarette because the law says you got to be six feet from the door. Eight. Eight feet? Eight feet. From the door. So, you know, I'd other like people to make that don't 20. have to walk <laughs> through that to get Together. there. Um, and it, as I work out at the racetrack. And people come to the window, and I mean, they I, they come to the window and they have a cigarette hanging out of their mouth or in their hand, and, and I you know I only have little holes here and then a place to, for them to put their wrist in, but it's like, and and next year there will be a sign there that says, no smoking past this point. And they're going to have to drop their cigarette out there in the parking lot or something, uh, because. I don't want to smell that. In my, no. it, it, I'm in a little shed. I don't need that coming in there. I went through a restaurant here in town, fast food restaurant, and this poor young teenager was there checking somebody out in front of me, and I could see this person smoking in front of me. In the car in front in of me. In the car in yep. front of me. And I pull up to her and I said, how do you feel right now? She goes, it was really stinky and I was trying to hold my breath. <laughs> and even on the window... There was a sign, that, sign said, that says, no smoking eight feet. The sign needs to be, as you're driving up there, big, um, you know, to make, to put the point across. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, you can't smoke here. Uh, you know, no kid is going to tell an adult. No, you know, no, she was not. I, I'm sorry, but you have to put that cigarette out. And face it, I mean, she may put that cigarette out, but the what reeks coming out of that car, car. <laughs> is still stinky. Yeah. So, so I felt bad for. Her. I said, I, I, I apologize. I said, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that. And I don't think people realize they have 
they have these rights. I have the right to smoke. I have, but you're also affecting everybody else's rights when you are blowing that smoke in their face or, you know, just smoking in a park and you're sitting there watching Mayor's Month of Music and you can smell it. It comes across. It does. And it's just sad. I, I know at one of them last, last summer I was sitting there and some guy was smoking a cigar, which I think cigars are worse than cigarettes. They're so stinky. Um, and as it's like the wind was blowing it just right by my nose. And it's like, ugh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Finish that thing. You know, get it out of here. I don't want to smell that. Yeah. Go someplace. Go across the street at Smoker's Corner. <laughs> and there you go. Go ahead and smoke over there. You're affecting everybody around you. And that does spread. It does go feet away from you. Yeah. So. Um, but, yes, yes, yes. But it is hard to get um, areas, uh, events to go smoke-free. I can remember when on Sunday at a Blueberry Festival, Sundays were smoke-free. No uh, way. Yeah, they did it. They did it for several years. They tried it. And it would go over the loudspeaker, too, that it was like a smoke-free Sunday. Now, obviously, they didn't have smoking police out there running around telling right. people to put it out. But they tried to encourage people to not smoke um, on that day so that families could be out there and enjoy it. Well, and that's one of the things that really upset me this past Blueberry Festival is my granddaughter taking her to the kiddie rides, all these people smoking. And I'm thinking, this is a kid area. In the kids section, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Quit smoking over here. What are you doing? <laughs> This area is smoke-free. Exactly. You know, now, that's not a bad idea. Especially, you know, okay, the the big rides I get, it's those small rides where yeah. those are little children. Toddlers and yeah. kids riding the rides. Do you really No smoking. Need and it is sectioned off. I mean, yes. honestly, you could put signs there that said this is a no-smoking area. Exactly. If there, smoke, go, Kathy, go. go. Stand out on the street and smoke <laughs> while your kid's on the ride or whatever. But Well, didn't, I don't know if it, they had the beer tent. Yeah. No. Right? I mean, a lot of, you usually, when you drink beer, it's going to smoke. If you need to really go smoke, go down to the beer tent. You'll need to smoke the whole park. Yeah. You know, the kids are there looking at the crafts and everything else. Um, there, don't get. I'm really well, on I a think, roll I, now. I'm, I'm pretty sure they, there is a thing that you can't smoke in a tent because I think I would certainly think that that's like a safety violation right there. That if you're inside of a tent and it's a hot summer day, I mean, you know, you put drop that cigarette down and you don't know what could happen. Yeah, but I'm not sure. No. Well, I, I, I don't know. Um, so, cigarette smoking, it, is it just in Marshall County or is it across <coughs> the nation that it is still on, on the upper? Surprisingly enough, California is much more ahead of us <laughs> with their smoking stop, stop smoking. They are, their laws are stricter. Um, they want to be a healthier environment. That's just the way it is. They're trying to get laws passed for no flavored e-cigarettes, which would I, and you know, it's a budget year. 
and it's an election year. Yes. So we've got all these new laws that hopefully will be going through, and we're looking at um, increase on cigarette tax. Now it's been 16 years since we've had an increase on cigarette tax in the state wow. of Indiana. It's 99 cents. So everybody from Michigan, Illinois, Kentucky, Ohio come over here and buy their cigarettes because it's so cheap. So we're looking at a $2, which would bring us Double up it. almost to where it really should be. For Although tax. I can remember, I can remember, I can remember when cigarettes were 75 cents a pack mm -hmm. uh, when I was in high school. So they fit within your budget is what you're saying? Or, yeah. or what there? Yeah. So, um, but, you know, and, and they've gone up and gone up. And I, I don't know. I, I take it back. Cigarettes probably close to 6 or $7 now, a lot of them. I wouldn't I have would any idea. It's been 15 years for me. Depending on where you smoke. But people yeah. still, um, still, you know, have issues. I mean, yeah. people... It doesn't matter how much it is. I'm going to smoke. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. They yeah, but still, it would. It, I think it would help in the long run if we did put a higher cigarette tax on things. I mean, come on, it's been that long. Can't we just stop it? I'm. I am. Di I'm. I'm kind of disappointed. I would much rather see a tax jump a little bit every single year than go for a long period and then have this huge change i think every year it should go up a little bit and every year we've promoted it and every yeah. year they've denied it wow so, so we got to talk to our state legislators exactly about that. exactly gosh i wish i had kept that survey because i think jack jordan we had the superintendent in to talk uh, about jack jordan's survey and because there were several school things on there, but I think there was a cigarette tax one maybe on that survey. I can't remember. Speaking of surveys, though, yes, you did provide a guest who came to Marshall County and spoke, I think, to all of the schools, and it was some kind of a program where the kids could have their phones. Yes. And, and like, they asked how many of you, and it was an anonymous Anonymous. Survey. Anonymous, um, nothing. And it, and it would ask, like, how many of you have, I don't know, ever smoked a cigarette? Right. How many you vape? Blah, 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 blah. How often do you vape? Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Do you have information from that? We are still gathering. We have the rest of the school year. We've done four schools. Okay. So we still have three to go. In fact, one is going to be in January that we're wrapping up, and the other two wanted to go a little bit later in the spring at the end. So when this is all done, said, and through, we're going to gather all those statistics and hopefully do a presentation to the community, to the schools, to say this is what's going on with our kids. And the good, the other thing about it, it just wasn't for vaping and smoking. It was also their mental health status. Um, where are, are you depressed? How depressed are you? Do you like yourself? Do you trust adults? Are you suicidal? Have you ever tried? Have you ever thought about suicide? Because with COVID, the big COVID thing, exactly hit kids hard. And a lot of the kids have not adjusted back to where they need to be socially, mentally, even physically. So they turn to other things that they got involved with. 
So I think it'll open up the eyes of the legislatures. Our school, the school systems pretty much know, but I think it's the community that doesn't know what's going on. The opiate, I mean, oh my gosh, how many opiate overdoses uh, have yeah. we had? And I mean, right over the line, we've had three in St. Joe County, real close to Marshall, in like, what, two days? Three people died? It's like, come on. And they're young. You know, the other thing about you, um, I, I know um, the school has started uh, started back up their health and wellness committee, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and you were a member of that. Yes. So uh, while, while cigarette smoking and nicotine and vaping, that is your, your prime, but you're about health all, all around general health. I'm around all general health. I, I really like addiction. <laughs> I'm just I, addicted to addictions. I just really like addictions and mental health. My background is in psychology from Bethel and a social worker for many years. So, yeah, I really like the mental health part of it, the addiction part of it, to help these kids. But you're not solely on kids. You're for adults, too. I'm for adults, too. <laughs> I go to work. I go to places of work. I go. Yeah. So, so I go to the senior centers. <laughs> I love well, it. So, if there's a business out there who, you know, because in this day and age, if you smoke, your health insurance costs you more. Correct. So, for an employer, if he can get his employees to quit smoking, it's make. I mean, he he passes that charge, I'm sure, onto his employees. Mm -hmm. But to make it. It, cheaper for him and for his employees, he could actually encourage you, you know, set up an appointment with you to come in and, and talk with I the employees. I set up a booth and sit in there and bring little horns and hats and, yeah, and sit in there and talk to them. The other place that I really like to get into is multi-unit housing because some of the some of the places still in Marshall County allow smoking in their apartments. Mm -hmm. And when they leave that apartment, yeah. it costs that landlord double to clean that place mm -hmm. than it would with a non-smoker. I have a friend who bought a house uh, from a family that smoked, and they had to paint the whole house. I mean, we're talking ceilings and walls in every room in that house and replace all of the carpet mm -hmm. to get rid of that smoke smell. Yep. So it, it is costly. Um, and if you have 100 units and 50 people are smoking and they move out, that's costing you a lot of money to replace all that. Well, remember, I mean, you used to go to a hotel and yeah. there was an ashtray on the nightstand yeah. in the hotel. Yeah. Now, I, I was just in the Hampton Inn this past week, you know, and every floor it said, this is a non-smoking floor. This is, a, you know, and you know, I mean, all hotel rooms are non-smoking, and if you get caught smoking in them, they're you're paying, they're 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 taxing you on it. They're they've got your credit card, oh yeah, or whatever, and they're you're gonna pay for the cleaning because of that. Because it smells more. Yeah, you're gonna have to strip everything out, curtains, everything. Yep, it it definitely so yeah is an expense that of getting it cleaned up. Yep. 
So yes, I do a lot of things. I wish people, more people would know that I do so much. I do try to get out there. I try to put stuff in the paper. I come here and talk to you guys. I'm out and about and go to meetings and get out there. So, yeah. So when is your next meeting? I mean, we're in, or your next quick class so that people... I am working on that because it's the end of the year. Okay. So I have to look at my calendar. I'm just starting my 2023 and your budget. And, and, my budget. and your budget. Yes, and my budget, um, like, it is a budget year, so, yeah. and I am grant-funded, so I also have to write my grant that'll get a, that will get approved, because <laughs> I've been working hard. So, I've been working hard. To participate, is there a cost to participate no. in your class? It's free. Okay. I'm free. All right. Well, so don't say that loud. That, that cannot be... A deterrent for somebody no. to say, I can't afford it. No, no. In fact, you I... Can afford, that's, that's the thing that always gets me is, you know, somebody needs help with their children at Christmas, but they're smoking a cigarette, you know, they're got tattoos all over mm -hmm. them, this kind of... And it's like, uh, yeah. you got a cell phone, okay, but you can't buy your kids a Christmas present. Something's or a gallon of milk. wrong here, folks. Yeah, or a gallon of milk. Yeah, yeah. so no... No, the classes are free. I am grant funded. Um, so, and I have materials to pass out. I have education stuff. Yeah. So I am available for this. Well, we would definitely like to have that information when it becomes available for your forced class. But just remember that if you, if you want to quit smoking, there is a toll-free number that you can call. 1-800-QUIT-NOW. And that's for the whole state of Indiana. Whole state of Indiana. Whole so state of Indiana. You can you can make that call today. It's the thirtieth. They'll call you tomorrow. They'll call you tomorrow, and you can quit on New Year's Day. You sure can if, if you want to, or at but, least yeah. get started on quitting. Started on quitting. And yeah. know that you've set you know so so you set the end of January as the date. You've made a New Year's Eve resolution. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Which is a good thing, and fulfilling that New Year's resolution is a better thing. That's right. And what is the number one New Year's resolution, Kathy? Lose weight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure of it. Lose weight. Yes. Mine. Mine is going to be um, to ride the bike in the living room several times a week. I won't say every day, but I have got to strengthen my legs. So several times a week I have to get on that bike and to organize. And I actually did organization last night. I have all these bags for, you know, Christmas presents yeah. and I have boxes yeah. and I have tissue paper and wrapping paper. And so I separated it all out and I got the Christmas bags all sorted and, and all the boxes the lids and the bottoms match and they're together and I told Jim I said I'm just going to do a little bit every day I think the next thing might be the utensil drawer that you can't get shut hardly because there's so many silly utensils in there that honestly don't get used that much and, and fighting to kind of try and get the door shut so that might be my next, next challenge one? but yes get organized declutter De yes that that really is it that's it get rid of some of this extra baggage this one's for Rusty. Uh-oh. There you go, Rusty. History. 
In what year did America start recognizing January 1st as the first day of the year? Uh, 365 um. B.C. Haven't the slightest idea. Didn't Hannibal institute that when he invaded Rome? Seventeen fifty-two. Okay. Seventeen fifty-two. Yes. It was determined January first was the first day of the year. Yep. America. Seventeen fifty-two. Yeah, I brought these little fun statistics. Well, and we've got our horns. And you got your horns. Get your horn. And we got some bubbly. Get your horn. Where's your hat? Well. I was just wondering why you guys got crowns. Because and I got I got just just a hat. A top hat. A top hat. Just a hat. It's a top hat. All you need is tails and you're set to go. Yeah. I've got a tail. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Mine didn't make a sound. (laughs) Put some emphasis. Yeah, come on. That's the one you did to the grandkids right there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But we want to wish everybody... Oh, should a- I stop that? That wasn't annoying at all. <laughs> we want to wish everybody a happy new year. Yes, and, for And, you sure. know, if smoking is one of those things on your list, <laughs> there is help here in Marshall County. There is help here in the state of Indiana. Um, 1-800-QUIT-NOW. And check out the Facebook page. Breathe Easy Marshall County Alliance. You'll get information on there uh, about when their next upcoming class is. Yes. And we will also get that information out for you. So. Yes. Well, thank you. Annette, thanks for coming in and spending time with us today. It was fun. It was fun. All right. We've got, uh, you want to give something away? Yep. I gave you a $20 scratch-off lottery ticket. You know what? And I'm not going to put any stipulations. It's the last Friday of the year, so... You know, if they've already won, it's okay. You can so, last Friday of the year, it's just a free-for-all? Is that what you're saying, yeah, Kathy? it's a free-for-all today. <laughs> and we do have some Oliver Ford t-shirts out here in the front yeah. lobby, too. So, you know, you can have an Oliver Ford t-shirt, too. There you go. It's a, it's a double price. There you go. Uh, so, we're going to give it to caller number 6, 574-936-4096. Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Start scratching. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local, family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. The Co-Alliance commitment to deliver on the best propane service available is unwavering. Their established local quality service is unmatched. Co-Alliance is owned by local farmers, and they deliver on the principles of hard work, dependability, and trust. It's not by chance that they've been around for nearly 100 years. It's because of their commitment to the customer. Earn 500 free gallons now when you join the others that have made the change to Co-Alliance Propane. Call 317-324-4457 or visit CoAlliance.com to learn more. 
Since 1930, Marshall County RMC has provided dependable electricity and quality service to its members. Marshall County RMC strives to provide dependable electricity at a competitive cost to every member in their rural coverage area. Today, RMC serves roughly 6,000 members. Marshall County RMC, a touchstone energy cooperative. John Oliver here with three very good reasons to have your vehicle serviced at Oliver Ford Lincoln in Plymouth. First, regardless of make or model, we can repair or maintain your vehicle to factory specs using quality manufacturer's replacement parts. Second, Oliver Ford's factory trained technicians have years of experience, so they don't have to spend a lot of time or your money guessing what's wrong. Number three, we just make it so darn easy to do business with Oliver Ford. Seven four nine three six four zero nine six, or text five seven four three zero seven six six four seven. Let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. Okay, uh, Jamie, winner of our twenty dollars scratch off. So Jamie, you're going to be scratching all New Year's. That's all there is to it. Very good. All right, and it is. Almost New Year's Eve, so mm-hmm. we're hoping that everybody has a very safe and happy New Year's Eve as uh, time goes on. Clear up something. Ah, I can't reach. 206, I guess, is the television oh, uh, station. Somebody and called and co- said for Dwayne. Yeah. Yes, that if you go to 206. That should be ESPN. He should be able to find. Now, NBC, I'm sure, will have a pregame. 
And I'm pretty sure the only one that won't have a pregame is CBS because ABC has, I'm sure they'll have one too. But yeah, they'll send people to the game and everything else. So the pregame, I'm sure, will be a local one um, with their local crew. Okay. Um, But yeah, uh, ESPN will have the the actual game. I'm guessing on the, it's just what they've done in the past, ABC and and NBC, uh, I guess it's not 28 anymore, is it, ABC? Or is it? Mm, I don't don't think it is. 16 is NBC. I think 28 is Fox now, isn't Uh, it? Probably, I don't know. But those are those are the two. They will, they will likely uh, have uh, a pregame show on those. But the actual game will be on ESPN, and I guess that's two oh six. Don't remember. I had uh, Directv a hundred years ago. (laughs) Um, Also, want to let folks know quickly in the news that uh, members of the Plymouth Common Council passed a resolution on Tuesday. They are transferring $400,000 out of the general fund and moving that into the rainy day fund. Um, they have, feel that their funding is pretty well set for next year, and they've got that extra. So putting that additional $400,000 in the rainy day fund will bring their balance up to $5.8 million in rainy day. Okay. Obviously, rainy day funds are set aside funds for unforeseen circumstances uh, to assist in times where there are limited or interrupt, interrupted uh, future revenues. And we actually did have that. I can remember back, it's been several years ago, in the county when the, the taxes didn't go out on time because the state had made changes or whatever. And oh, yeah. we were way yeah. behind and yeah. revenues weren't coming in. Um, you know, and for other special needs. So there could be a special unique project coming up or something like that. Um, you know, and that's what that's what those funds can be used for. Yep. Um, and then uh, earlier this month, the Plymouth Community School Board uh, heard the request of Mitch Mayhorter to approve the 2023-24 school calendar. Uh, Principal Ryan Welch is the lead on this committee and he works with school administrators and teachers to put together the corporation calendar each year. So the 2023 calendar has school beginning on August 7th and 8th the, uh, for teachers. Those are two teacher work days, and the first student day will be August 9th of 2023. Um, there'll be no school on September 1st and 4th because of the Labor Day Blueberry Festival weekend. Fall break will be one week from October 16th through the 20th. Thanksgiving will be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, November 22nd through the 24th. And winter break next year will begin on Friday, December the 22nd and last until January 9th for students. Uh, Teachers will have a work day on January 8th. Uh, Students are also going to be off of school on January 15th for Martin Luther King Day. In February, there will be an e-learning day uh, on on February 12th. Uh, On February 19th, there will be no school because it's President's Day. Spring break for 2024 will be March 18th through the 22nd. There will also be no school on Good Friday, March 29th, or that Monday after Easter on April 1st. So there will be a nice four-day Uh, weekend there and then students will be out of the classroom on Monday May 27th 
for Memorial Day and the last day for students will be May 30th, 2024. Teachers will go to school on May 31st, 2024. Um, the Plymouth Community School Board unanimously approved the calendar for the 23-24 school year. Um, and then uh, also during when they were doing the swearing-ins and everything yesterday morning, uh, Marshall Superior Court Judge 3 Matt Sarber honored Circuit Court Clerk Deb Vandermark with the judicial resolution uh, recognizing her years of dedicated service to Marshall County. And so he in, filed in open court um, some paperwork and read and it, it just tells it. You know, she was elected clerk in 2014, took office January 1st, 2015. Uh, she, today will be her last day in the office, uh, but her last day of term is January or December 31st. And it just went on and it, it's just a nice honor for her. So uh, there's an article and a picture there with that. And I went to the commissioner's year-end meeting this morning, which they approved all of the... Um, <coughs> billing or you know payments that have to be made at the end of the year and that kind of stuff and they made their uh, uh department appointments which i just realized there was one of them that was not made so i'll have to check on that other than that that is the news that is the news for today here in marshall county oh no breaking news this something I got a text from Trey, and he says that's why he ran around me, because he knew I was up to something. <laughs> if you were with us earlier, I, okay, yeah. I joked about my nephew. He was yeah. running past me. He takes a lot of charges in basketball games. I was going to jump in front of him as he went by and take a charge. But, yeah, I, even, I, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I think I blew an opportunity. Uh, I don't think anybody in the stands would have known what was going on. But <laughs> No, uh, they would have just seen you laying yeah. on the floor. No, but he sent me a text. He <laughs> says, I knew you were up to something. I ran around you because of that. So I guess he knows me too well. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, from, from my kids beating up on him all his life. I <laughs> <laughs> also want to let folks know if you're looking for something to do tonight for dinner, the Plymouth Elks Lodge is serving tonight from 5 until 8 p.m. to the public. Uh, tonight's dinner includes all-you-can-eat fish. They're having chicken and noodles, and they're also having shrimp and fish. Those meals are $13.95. And they have a New York strip steak tonight, Ooh. which is like $15 or $16.95, I think. Cool. So if you're looking for something to do, dinners include the salad bar, your potato, a choice of potato, and dessert. And as I said, they serve to the public from 5 until 8 p.m. And you can also do carryouts at 574-935-5511. Well, if I go, I'm going by myself. And what are you going to have? I'm, fish, I, I'm not going to go out fish. there solo. I, if, you went by, if you went with your wife, well, she would have the she, New York she's, State. She's going to be in Chicago. She's got a concert tonight. Oh, so, yeah. okay. So uh, she's but taking... she's missing the steak. Yeah, she and Nate are taking a, going to a concert tonight, so I'd have to... I guess You're I could, on your own anyway. I guess I could get it for her and just leave it in the fridge. I'm sure she wouldn't mind that a bit. Um, <laughs> because she is a steak connoisseur, honestly. Yes. All right. Uh, what else did I... I think that's all I have, too. 
Oh, we just have the other things yeah. that you have to do today. We got two drawings today, actually. Oh, it's uh, the end of the month. First of all, we're going to draw for uh, pork cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and a Cashin Creek bouquet of beautiful flowers. We're going to add some names to the hat. Uh, today, Jaden Brown is 16. Or that's yesterday. I'm sorry. Jaden Brown was 16. I wonder if he noticed. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Oh, hey, we said a I'm going to use the, the... We have a new hat. Yeah, I'm going to use the New Year's hat. Uh, Madison Hunsberger is 20 that today. That is my granddaughter. You don't have to put her name in the hat. But happy birthday, Maddie. Says she's 20. She is 20. Oh, okay. I was... Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. She's I was 20 thinking, years old today. I was thinking great-grandchildren, oh. and it, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that wasn't. Got a um, black convertible Mustang for her birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Huyen also. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Jennifer. Out at Oliver Ford. Very good. I want a Mustang for my birthday. She might get one for her birthday. She's an Oliver Ford. Uh, well, uh, Jennifer, you probably have all the Mustangs you need. You ought to buy me one for your birthday. That'd be good. And our winner is... Celebrated a birthday on the 28th, Don Miller turned 79 years old. Woo! All right. And he's our winner. Don, you get all those plethora of prizes from Cajun Creek, the Coffee Lodge, and the Dessert Cafe. That is our birthday winner for today. Now, we have to do something else. Anniversary. Happy anniversary. So far away. Um, And we're going to add one to the anniversary hat. Jim and Melissa Brown have been married 31 years tomorrow. Okay, so. Wise man, he's got two dates on the same date. You can always <laughs> remember. remember. Always remember. And now we're going to draw for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. And we're looking at who, Kathy? We're looking at Ken and Jan Huyen, who celebrated 50 years on December the 15th. Well, that makes sense. 50 bucks for 50 years. Wonderful. So there you go. Uh, where am I at? Oh, that's okay. That's it for. You're at the end. And I don't think we got anything in the trading post. Uh, it's going nope. away. We do not. Nothing in the trading post today. So make your New Year's resolution that uh, you are going to get rid of stuff. So get rid of it. Uh, I guess we don't Let's need the song, do we? Not really. Okay. Shopping. All right. We'll stop the song. Stop it! Stop it! Okay, that's better. Uh, that's that's it. Well, there you go. Happy New Year! Let's hope that's not what your New Year's is all about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that's it for us, I guess. Uh, Monday, we won't be here, right? Right. It's a holiday on Monday. But and we'll be back... You'll be back on Tuesday. Yep. I'll have commissioner's meeting on Tuesday. Yep. So uh, Fred will be with me on Tuesday instead of Monday. And uh, have yourselves a great uh, and safe holiday weekend. Tune back in at 9 o'clock. Go Irish. I guess.
I don't know. I'm still or out. Or the Gamecocks. I'm still out. Go Irish. I'm still out. I'm still out on that. Anyway, it's time to uh, cue the pick. Shake me all night long Song. I'm hot like wasabi when I'm next to your body. All I 